I think uh, one thing, the one thing though about Panda, he did a good job, and everything was good. Mm-hmm. However, he was mad. He was like, "Yo, I see, I see." Uh, Dizzy got a picture, his picture uh, for for the actual <laughs> the podcast <laughs> cover, right? Almond got oh, the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bro, that, that's that's on Manny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, well, I was like, well, you know, uh, here's the thing. I, you know, well, he came to me. He's like, bro, I would have, I wanted the picture. I was like, yo, but you know, look, there was, a, there was, a, there was a joke. There was a joke moment, you know, and and look, it's the same thing. It's the same thing with silver, you know, with the rutabagas, you know, like he didn't have his picture, although I did ask for it. Uh, but but the rutabaga joke made made the cover, and and this time it, it was the same thing. It was with the the whole criminal thing, you know. And he's like, "Yo, I tell me, I would have taken a picture with a freaking hand with handcuffs." Dude, yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, man, we should have we should have had him like dress up a little bit, you know, and take a picture, uh, you know. That'd have been hilarious. Yeah, that's what he was like. Yo, I would have taken pictures with handcuffs, man. You just let me know whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. So I won't ask where those handcuffs. You know, he just happens to have them. You know, but, uh, but yeah, Watch, next like time. Pink and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All righty, are we ready? Yeah, I'm good. <clears throat> Um, okay. Going live in five, four, three. gentlemen how are you doing it's me manny c i'm sitting here with tie fighter and the one and only buddha will we are part of the hardcore casuals a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated in bringing you the very best of games gaming and all things entertainment ladies and gentlemen welcome to the hardcore casuals lounge oh baby here we go another another week another podcast how how are you guys doing I'm good, man. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little fatigued. It's been a, a long week of streaming for me. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit, but I, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm happy. It's the weekend. I'm, I'm glad we're here. Yeah, happy. Yeah, Friday is finally here for us, and uh, for for you guys listening, uh, Monday, Monday is here. Monday is here. It's another <laughs> long <Monday>. week. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a long week ahead. But you know what? The podcast is there. For uh, for your uh, your you know what is it the silver lining 
Oh, baby. Um, Okay, here is the plug for the website, thehardcorecasuals.com. Check it out. We've been uh, we've been really uh, working working hard on the blog. Yo, Ty, thank you so much for your effort on the on the blog. Dude, how Good about God. that blog? Oh baby, uh, uh, thehardcorecasuals.com uh, slash blog. Check it out. Ty has been freaking killing it. Is really working, uh, helping to organize. We had some new contributors, which is fantastic. Yeah, you know? so that's the kind of that's what I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, we have had one, two, three, four, five different contributors to uh, the, the the blog besides Manny and myself. So, I mean, lots of new faces, lots of new writing styles, uh, and, and, and uh, touching on lots of different content that we wouldn't normally get to. So um, I'm really happy with the variety that we're able to provide there. And uh, yeah, if you guys feel like you're enjoying what you're seeing there, please, please, please share it with your friends. Spread the word. Uh, the more people that that just go there organically, the more Google likes us. So the more like random hits we get there from there. So that helps a ton. Uh, but yeah, and then you know continue sharing that stuff on social medias as we as we put it out. Uh, as lame as it feels to do that like every day, but uh, I assure you, <laughs> it is it is wonderful. It helps to help us a out. lot. So thank you yeah. everyone who's already doing that, and uh, yeah, thank you for uh, for being a part of it. I'm I'm having a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So there's the plug. Um, yeah, go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, the, the, you can just find links for the Discord, which we're going to talk about a, a bunch, and also the Patreon. Oh, baby. You better believe that plug is coming. Uh, but <laughs> 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 let's move on. Let's move on. Um, let's see. Well, you know what, Ty? Let's start Let's start with you, if you don't mind, because I know you just finished your, your stream and you were you were running you were you were working it hard doing doing you know the good work for the yeah. charities and whatnot go ahead so, yeah, what were you doing a, this was a unique week for me as you guys know i normally play destiny and other random games but uh this week was entirely focused on one game due to one particular event this week we were participating in an event called the hunt 2019 uh which is an event put on by guardian con a streamer focused uh, basically year-long event to raise money for uh, the kids and doctors of St. Jude uh, Children's Hospital. And so the hunt is what really like kind of kicks off the fundraising efforts all leading up to Guardian Con, which is a, a, a large convention that takes place every summer. So it's, it's cool to be a part of that. Uh, what the hunt is, it's kind of two pieces, right? It's a fundraiser, but then it's also a competition so the fundraiser is very simple. You just make a, a Tiltify campaign and you you put it up on your stream. And uh, we we created like incentives for people to donate to our cause. So whether it was like, if you donate $5, then you can tell me which gun I'm going to use. If you donate $10, then uh, I'll do whatever impression you want me to do. If you donate $50, then you can, uh, you and I can play on stream together, whatever game you want, blah, blah, blah. And we had a bunch of them. We had milestones to hit and it, that was all fun and games. The competition of it though is all focused on Borderlands 2. And I know that game's super old uh, and, and kind of a little bit outdated, but it's you know it still has a, a relatively strong community, some people who are really care about it, a lot of people who are really good at it. I am not included in those, but I am familiar with the game because I used to play it quite a bit. Not a ton, but a lot. And so the competition is to see over the course of the week who can gather the most loot 
And so when I say loot, I'm talking specifically about all the rarest weapons. So legendary weapons, seraph weapons, and pearlescent weapons, which are, which are like the three highest categories of rarity. And for every one that you find, you have to take like a screenshot of it and you, you like log it on the, the website and you get points for every rare weapon that you find. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the week wins. Now, the, the, the catch is, is that the, it, it's, it's from Monday to Friday. And on Monday, you have to start a new character. So you're starting from scratch. You can't like hop onto your powerful character and just start farming. Uh, so you start from zero and everyone starts from zero at the same time. Now, my ability to dedicate my life to playing a game is reasonably narrow compared to some. I only get, you know, three to four hours a night to put into a game. So by the end of the week, it's anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a time. Uh, there were people who were streaming and playing this game anywhere from 15 to 20 hours a day right off the right Ooh. off the get-go. And the amount of like rare legendary loot that you find kind of increases exponentially as you get later in the game. And so I spent my entire playthrough in what would be the the lowest drop time of the game, right? In the first playthrough. And so over the course of the competition, we only got like three or four legendaries. It was a little bit disheartening. But uh, on the other side of the coin, we uh, were actually able to raise a thousand bucks for uh, the hunt for, for St. Jude. And that was our goal. Our goal was to raise a thousand dollars. We raised a thousand twenty dollars. Uh, I was I was playing side by side with my good friend uh, Big Daddy Teach. Shout out to you if you guys haven't followed him. Mixer.com slash Big Daddy Teach. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we 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 ranked I think like 450th in the competition, but we raised a ton of money, and I'm really really happy we hit our goal and we had a, a good time doing it. So that was my entire week. I played nothing else except Borderlands Two. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, just to say, I'm a little, I'm a little tired of Borderlands now. So probably won't play it for a little while. Maybe, maybe, maybe about a year until the hunt 2020. But uh, like I say, it was all for, it was for the kids. It was for a good cause. And uh, a lot, a lot of people came out. A lot of people contributed little bits at a time. And uh, that I think really contributed to a pretty strong sense of community throughout the week. So that was really great. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's a, you know, good, good job. I know uh, it's crazy. I'm not crazy, I guess, but I guess people underestimate the um, the generosity of of your average of your average you know individual and and actually the gaming community in and of itself. Like you know, we've we've been gamers in general have been turning out for many a year for many a charity, and it's and it's nice to see you know. It's always good, yeah. So there you go. So that there was we go. Week. Alrighty, Buddha will. Yeah. Hi. Uh, hey. 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 What's up? How? So. So. What about you? What have you been playing besides Magic? Um, besides Magic, <laughs> well, Magic. Uh, I played a lot of Magic. I streamed for twelve hours and I didn't realize it. it, was, it was, oh my gosh, dude. Uh. Yeah. This is what happens. You, you just you just start playing and you just keep digging and other people join in and uh, it was a great time. Had a lot of fun. Um, People were jumping in the Discord. We were hanging out, playing a bunch of games. Uh, it was, it was a blast. It was a blast. You can't go really, you can't go wrong with Magic. Uh, but other than that, other than that, I did. Uh, I have slowly been uh, chewing on uh, the Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, oh baby, trying to finish that single player campaign, or not the single player campaign. It's the campaign. Just right. trying to finish that off and polish that off. There's a, I don't know, maybe a handful of achievements left for me, and. Um, and they're all like story mode based. So I just got to like, just keep chewing on it. 
Um, but uh, I did play some uh, Bloodstained uh, Curse of the Moon. Mm. I've been checking that out, and I've actually yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, if you're a fan of like um, the old school retro games, if you're a fan of like Castlevania style of games, um, the it 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 definitely. It, I, I was surprised that it was going to be that uh, really fun. Like you know, you, at first glance, you're kind of like, eh, is this really, is this really going to be worth it? And uh, I said, you know what? It's free. You know, who am I deny to deny the games of gold free game? So I thought, oh, I'll just try it out. How bad could it be? And it, it turns out it's actually a lot of fun. Um, it, it definitely brings back uh, fond memories of sitting there, laying on the floor, you know, because you didn't have like a cool couch or nothing to sit on, but you're laying on the floor uh, with your, you know, maybe your brother or your friends over there and you're, and you're with your Nintendo controller and, you know, waiting for your turn to play maybe <laughs> and hopes, you know, trying to beat Dracula and all the, all the weird creatures and, and whatnot. But it, it, that's a lot of fun. I, I've enjoyed it so far. I'm, I'm hoping to have it finished here probably by next week. It should be, I should have all the achievements. I hope anyway. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, apex legends, dude, I want yeah, the yeah. full report. Uh, well, I, you know, so when it first came out, I jumped on it. Uh, I jumped in there to check it out. Um, it is, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I think, uh, they had the benefit of sitting back and watching all these other popular, uh, battle Royale type games, uh, these hero shooters and got to sit back and, uh, you know, respawns, not no slouch. I mean, they know how to make a first person shooter. Um, and took what they had good with Titanfall and especially Titanfall two, and meshed it with you know a, a, some some black ops flavor, some uh, Overwatch flavor, um, you know obviously a little you know it, it it's not quite cartoonish as like Fortnite, but from what I understand the the the, the schemes for like the skins and and how you uh, change your character and whatnot is very Fortniteish. Um, okay. They, uh, they, I mean, I had heard it's kind of like cell shaded, almost, almost like Borderlands, almost, but not quite, not okay. quite. Um, at least uh, when you're looking at your characters at the startup screen, you could definitely see that. But once you're actually in the game, it's not so much. Okay. Um, the maps look great. The ma- I mean, it, to me, when I uh, when I watch somebody else play or when I'm playing, I notice little Titanfall two things as far as the way the maps look or the layout, like the inside the buildings, um, some of the bunkers. I mean, I'm just like, wow, that, I mean, they just took that right out of the Titanfall two game, but overall, man, I mean, it shoots clean. Uh, the, the different, uh, legends that you have are unique enough. Um, but at the same time balanced enough. So it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like anybody's really overpowered. Um, each one's got its own, um, pros and cons um manny got to jump in there we we played a little bit um, oh yeah with rugby uh, manny jumped in yeah, yeah manny yeah, jumped yeah. in uh there's little it's like the, there's like little things that they do that make it um just i i don't know just it just makes a battle royale game um more fun i guess you know every, everything from when the way you jump down onto the map um they have a what they call a jump master so basically instead of communicating with your team going hey man you want to go here you want to go there whatever no 
you you just you you follow the jump master so the jump master has control of all three of you and can go wherever you need to go now if you still don't want to go with your team you can still do that you can still go han solo and just dip out uh it still gives you that option or like you know like me and manny did because we were playing with rugrat and you know he's he's been playing it a lot more than us so it's kind of like he knows the maps a little bit better. Um, so me and Manny were just going, we, we just kept deferring it to him and you, it allows you to do that. Like if, like if we're in there and I'm like, you know, Ty, uh, instead of going, Hey Ty, where do you want to go? We'll go wherever you want to go. I can just pass the jump master title to you and then you can take us wherever you want to go. That's little nice. things like that. Yeah. yeah little things yeah. like that. Just make it, I don't know, just make it nice. Uh, the fact that when, um, uh, not only can you knock when somebody gets knocked down, you can revive them just like, you know, normal. But if somebody gets straight up killed, you can actually snatch their, their, they, they call it a banner. They, you take their little banner card and tuck it. And there's revive stations throughout the map. And then you can actually get, if you can get to the revive station, you can actually bring your teammates back that got killed. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So it's like little, yeah. little things like that, that they do. Uh, it, it just makes it, uh, cleaner i guess it just yeah i don't know i don't know how to explain it um without I, I like having the more, game in front of you showing you uh engaging as far as the the team aspect they really they really did everything that they could to focus on teamwork you know yeah. and i think the i think system. that is stands out yeah the ping yeah. system is awesome it's real easy to yeah. ping things with your teammates so you so instead of like if you're not in a situation where like you guys are in a group chat or anything like that you can ping things real easy um uh, points of interest armor if i find a better if i find a piece of armor instead of me going hey ty do you need this body armor i can ping it and let you know it and at that point you can decide eh, yeah i want to go over there and get that or nah i don't need it you know and you just let it go it's it's really or if i see an enemy and you guys are maybe on the other side of a rock and i'm looking my way and i see an enemy running down th i can actually ping the enemy to let you guys know hey the enemy's been spotted have and... we ever been able to do that before well siege ah. did did the pings right uh, siege has it siege has a, a ping battle royale, it's always just been calling out the direction numbers, right 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 it's right. never Ooh, never in a battle royale i've only seen it in siege before and i uh, when i said uh when i saw that i was like yo Every first-person shooter needs this. <laughs> you know, it's it's a wonderful system. Yeah, because because Siege's system is is super like intuitive. Yeah, right. And it makes sense because you can say to your team, "Hey, they're right there," like just like you should be able to. But right. but you know they like uh, like what Buddha said is uh, they observed the things that they liked from different games and they they took it and they just tweaked it a little bit. You know, so uh, for example the ping system you uh it's uh, <clears throat> on the uh xbox controller because you know, that's what we were playing with i'm assuming it's the same for any controllers the right bumper right so you hit it once and it's a yellow ping and it's the just like look over here and you can do that for uh you can ping weapons and uh, like what what buddha was saying weapons and ammo and, and sure. armor all that right uh then you can tap it twice, and now it's a red ping. So it's incredibly Ooh. intuitive, very, very quick and easy. Dude, that uh, that is, red uh, ping is, yo, there's there's a freaking enemy over there. <laughs> you know, that's pretty self-aware for uh, for players that don't have mics. 
exactly. Yeah. And I and I think they looked at that. I think I think that's what I mean, it, having what urgency available without speaking is yeah. something the only time I've heard of that before, uh let's see. Well, I Battle think I've 5, seen it. I saw it in 5. Smite because Smite gives you the ability to ping and make a noise. Right. Because the pings make noises, and so you can go ping, 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 ping. And uh, I mean, granted, people abused it. Obviously, they would do it to make right. you feel like a fool. But like, right. that's the only time I've heard of that before. But to make it actually change color, like, that's pretty great. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty aware. Battlefield for the Five has something similar to it, but it's not quite like a ping. But it is like an icon that 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 pops up on the enemy that where all your your squad mates can see uh, as well. Does the does the mark that you put on the enemy stick to their body or only stay where they the the position that they were at when you pinged them? Only where the position where they're at. So okay, initially, yeah, when you initially when you ping them, it pings right over their head, and then if they continue to move on, then it you know it it the mark is off at that point. Okay, but but it's really I mean it's just really fast. It's it's fast and quick and it's easy, and it just makes um the communication really yeah you know it's just convenient. It's it's super convenient. Yeah, um, even when you have mics and you're talking to each other, you know. Like out of habit, like out of habit, I'd be like, oh, you know, there's an enemy at uh, blah, 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 you know, 25 South or, you know what I mean? Out of habit, but I had already pinged it. I didn't have to say, anything. <laughs> you know, right, it's so, one of those things. So um, when here's a here's a perfect like your everyday scenario, right? So you can you can go in, you're running in, you see some armor, you ping it. And your your in-game character, without without talking in a mic, your in-game character says, "Hey, there's uh, there's you know armor over here, right?" And oh, nice. let's say you're some yeah. you're somewhere else, and you're and you hear the other guy's character shout it out. And let's say you want it. Well, you can go to that. You can see that what was pinged. You can go highlight it and ping it, and then your character set, responds with dibs or some something along that like <laughs> yeah. something along those yeah. lines like hey i want that right so so you this is like cr like critical team communication without the use of a mic at all the same yeah, thing when when they're saying know. hey look over there or enemy um so and some some abilities have um have um uh give you a little bit more situational awareness you know some of the characters have have some abilities like that and they respond in kind in game so oh also there's there's like the the emote system right akin a similar to the emote system of of like fortnite except it is is more communication based of what type of communication is necessary uh within the team you know what i'm saying so they really, really worked to be able to just jump in, no mic, and still communicate, be a team. Everything revolves around teamwork with the class system, with the freaking bringing your teammates back, with like incredibly responsive, uh, fast paced controls. And the game looks beautiful. I mean, it's freaking top notch, bro. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, your legend will even let you know if you're like if you're uh, close to the circle or you're in the circle. Like he, 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 there's an audio cue, then your your legend will basically say something to your squad, like, "Oh, hey, 
right where we need to be or, you know, or something along those lines. Like when, whenever the circle's closing in, it's, it's pretty neat. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we do. That's, but that's not play. Go ahead. Ty. Oh, I was I said, say, oh. that's, that's freaking awesome guys. I mean, we're going to talk about apex here again in just yeah. a moment, but uh, <laughs> right. it's, it's really exciting that something so cool came out so fast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I mean, well, again, we're gonna talk about it in just a couple minutes. I'll I'll jump in. Was, uh, was there any other games that uh, you wanted to to touch up on there, Buddha? No, no, that was it. That's what I played. We'll get into uh, other stuff as we go on. Yeah, for me, like it was it, it was the same. So I did uh, some Minecraft. I did a <laughs> I did like a I did like a four hour Minecraft stream, right? And I literally built nothing. <laughs> Right. I went I went in to just try and try I tried to make a little path and and a little like you know central piece to uh to to a piece of land or whatever where people can build shops around and just nothing nothing really gelled with it and I and you know so I I just have like a couple of of uh blocks that were just sporadically placed and the rest of it is just all trash and i and i tore it all down so four hour minecraft stream where i did literally nothing but i still had a fun time <laughs> and we had like great conversation you know uh and uh I, i've been really digging minecraft and I'll, I'll, i'm gonna say because I, I know i told buddha uh 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 not to talk about magic right but magic the gathering what? has been r really cool right uh buddha will has been has been uh heading it up in the discord uh and we have this nice little community building w around magic and i was taking a look at the actual discord and it was pretty bumping man we had like the minecraft chat people in voice we had like a bunch of people in like voice for magic the gathering and i'm like you know what this is this is kind of this is kind of cool you know what i'm saying i have these little little subgroups of uh of 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 interests within the the you know the community uh, uh as a whole i was like man this this is nice you know but uh but yeah magic cool minecraft good and apex really really good surprisingly you know wonderful actually so so yeah that's it um, we were laughing because manny was like we weren't even like 10 minutes in the game he's like i really like this Oh I really I liked tell. this a lot. Right away. Yeah, right away. Well, I liked it a lot. Feel, you can feel the game very quickly, and you can say, you know, this feels good. And that was one of yep. the issues for me with PUBG is that game doesn't feel good. Uh, and so to to immediately get into it and feel like the controls are fluid and it's doing what you want to do and the controls are intuitive and you don't have to work hard to figure out where things are, how things work, like makes a huge difference and, yeah. and that oh. first yeah i mean absolutely that first 10 15 minutes is is pretty telling there have been a it lot of games polished, that I played where you get excited about jumping in and you're like oh cool yeah 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 and then immediately you're like oh my oh, that's not what i wanted right 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 so, right right yeah so i think well you know i really enjoyed it and we have a lot more to talk about it um i'm, I'm coming coming down the pike um i guess uh i guess I guess we should cue the the news music, right? I you know, cue I guess it. it's not. Okay. Oh, baby. Here we go. Cue that cue that Damn. news music. Ty, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the news. It is February 8th right now, Friday. You're listening to this on Monday or even later, but thank you so much for being here. 
My name is Typhoon. This is the news. Uh, so if you did not know, a game came out this week called Apex Legends. Oh, that's right. You did hear about it just a moment ago. Hmm. Uh, okay, so this... Uh, I, I listed like three different links for this story just because so much happened with this game this week. And that kind of makes sense because, you know, it's a new game and there's a lot of coverage. But I just wanted to take a moment to talk about, I'm actually probably not even going to reference these a whole bunch, but we can just kind of discuss what happened this week with this game. So last week when we were recording, last Friday when we were recording, Manny came to the table with, hey guys, I heard a rumor. Uh, <laughs> I heard a rumor that we're getting a Titanfall Battle Royale next week. And I said, cool, where's your source? And he's like, this guy I follow on YouTube said it. And I was like, uh, cool, what's his source? It's a leak. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah. So we're not going to talk about that one at all because, uh, yeah, that's not, that's, that's not substantiated. And lo and behold, it, every, it was completely right. And Apex Legends appears out of freaking nowhere with no marketing, zero marketing. Zero marketing. And they, they go completely guerrilla, uh, like entirely focused on on influencers from Twitch and YouTube. And it's incredible. It's, it's absolutely insane what this game has been able to accomplish. Uh, uh, one of the stories that I have here in front of me is that within 72 hours of releasing, the game has had over 10 million unique users. 10 million unique users. It is unreal. Now, yep. granted, it's a free-to-play game, and so it makes it really accessible to you know many more people than if it were to be paid. Uh, it is available on all the platforms right now, PC, Xbox, uh, and PlayStation, so that's good. Um, but it's just been really cool to see a game that didn't spend six months trying to tell you how cool it was come out and be awesome, right? This came out of nowhere. We had kind of two or three days notice, but we really didn't know what it was going to be like until the moment it released. And then everyone dove in and we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And so, I mean, you guys, you guys just heard from, uh, from the men themselves that this is a quality product from a, from a developer that we kind of trust, right? Titanfall 2 was uh, apparently pretty good. Yeah. Still on your good friend TIE Fighters to-do list to get through the campaign mm. for Titanfall 2. But uh, I know Titanfall 1 was polished. Uh, it was never a moment where those games have been considered anything but polished and so i wouldn't expect anything different from this game but um yeah it's here and they did it in a way that we really haven't seen games release not really uh they came out in a with a statement uh pretty much right away on monday and um, i'm not going to quote them directly this is kind of a paraphrase but they basically said uh, well, we had two options. We could do it this way or we could do it the the standard way. But if we were to do it the standard way, the pitch would have been, this is a EA Battle Royale that is going to be free to play and it's funded entirely by loot boxes. And they knew exactly what that meant from a marketing right. standpoint and, right. how, and how grossly impossible it would have been to spin that idea to the public in the current market, which is pretty ballsy to say publicly. Like, yeah, we know it's EA. We know it's loot boxes. <laughs> that's why we did this. We're letting the game speak for itself. And that's exactly what they did. The game is the game is obviously speaking for itself because many of the influencers that they paid to promote the game right away, uh, they would normally fall off if they weren't having a good time. And like virtually all of them are still there. The game is still number one on Twitch by a mile over some of the other competitors. Uh, it, it is very, very successful. 
uh, as you guys also heard, like they've, they've uh, made a lot of tools available as far as accessibility. So tools for people who can't speak, tools for people who, who can't hear, uh, text chat, text to voice, voice to text, like all these, all these great things are available day one, which is really cool. Um, I know that's a current struggle for Anthem. They don't have text chat. Um, that's a different conversation for a different day. But uh, yeah, I'd say the only negative uh, piece of news that's come out about Apex Legends is that they came out day one also and said that they are excited to announce, uh, or sorry, bad news, uh, that that they're not going to have cross saves. They will have cross platform. Apex Legends cross play is happening, says Respawn, but don't expect cross progression. Uh, apparently the way the architecture of the back end of the game is built, uh, that is not something you should look forward to. I think they said early in development when they made some design decisions, uh, the game will, will not be able to do that without a full redesign and that's not going to happen. So, uh, enjoy cross play, you know, play against your friends, uh, here and there and everywhere. Uh, I'm sure that'll come out soon. It's not available today, but it will be soon. Uh, but don't expect to earn a skin or get a skin from a loot box on Xbox and then be able to use it on play on PlayStation or whatever. So anyway, overall, that was, that was kind of the story this week. Apex legend was really at the top of everyone's list. And I'm really, really happy that they've done really well. Um, yeah. I mean, did you guys have anything to add? I know you kind of just talked about the game for a while, but, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Um, you know, I'm impressed that they uh, were able to do it without a, a, a beta test or yep. anything like that. I, I mean, I get it. That they had, yeah. uh, you know, I, I get it that they had like, uh, you know, some content uh, creators and uh, influencers and whatnot. I mean, I know guys like Shroud had been, he had been playing this game for months before they, before they released it. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it, it paid off. Like, I mean, you know, they didn't need Buddha will to come in there and break it. Um, <laughs> You well, know. I mean, after after watching the absolute crash and burn of the Anthem demo and mm-hmm. and knowing that that could easily have been day one for Apex Legends, but True. every like for all intents and purposes, I heard no complaints, no, no server issues, no progression Nothing, issues, bro. no connection Mm-mm. issues, no team issues, no matchmaking issues. Like, I'm no. sure they were there, but like nothing significant to the point where like nothing made news except good news for this the, game. Which, and which, that is... It's I mean, huge. really, it's huge, right? So uh, that really, that really uh, brings into question, like, what what is going on with some of these other other developers? Like, how right. is how how were they able to do this so smoothly and keep it so secret for so long, bro? Yeah, you know so, what I'm saying. The Go fact ahead. they were able to keep it a secret is a hundred percent true like that's a that's a huge deal and i'm glad you're recognizing that because i don't know how they did it but the fact that they were able to keep it a secret i think is what allowed them to release this product because there was zero expectation for a, a due date at all and so if the if this game would have you know would have been quote unquote ready three months ago and uh b- but then maybe they hit a snag cool, then we'll just push and no one knows and no one gets right, mad. Right, right. And so they can just push and push and push and be ready when they're ready and when they feel like it's uh, like it's done, cool, you set a date and you prep all your influencers and and go. And I think that's super, super cool. So I'm, I'm just, I'm really glad it worked out for them. The only other time I've seen this type of release happen was when Fortnite Battle Royale was released. Now, I don't know if you remember when that happened. It was in like fall 2017. And it was, it was, I remember it. It was a September dev stream 
and all the devs went up and they're like, yeah, we're doing this with save the world. We're doing this, save the world. And oh yeah, have you guys ever heard of that game? PUBG? Yeah. You know, we really like playing that game. So we decided to put it in Fortnite. It'll be available tomorrow. And everyone like freaked out and they're like, oh, Fortnite, they're just, there's ripping off PUBG, blah, 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 right. blah. And then it turned into Fortnite and it worked out really well. And so, I mean, I, I, I remember talking to people back then. I was like, dude, people need to do like developers need to do this stuff more because the, the days of like renting signs in Times Square and billboards in LA, like the time of that type of marketing is gone. And if, if people are interested in playing these types of games, they're in the ecosystem that they can find out about this game today and start playing it today. Like it's not, it doesn't take that long for word to spread anymore. And so I, I love that kind of marketing in that it's just, okay, it's, it exists. Cool. It'll be ready tomorrow or it's ready now yep. and you can just go. And I, and now, okay. So now it's two for two. And I know that's an awful sample size, but I just love it. And I'm, I'm really glad it's working out. And I want to see more people do that because then we don't have to sit through, you know, years of waiting, uh, Nintendo and Metroid prime jerks. But <laughs> anyway, well, like, yeah, it goes, just, it goes to say that w- what they are beholden to is the game and that's it. Exactly. They, they don't have to, they, they don't have to worry about the expectations or the disappointments or the, or the, or the whatever else. They only have to make sure the game is good, and that's that is it. And that that is the you know the the perfect place for a game developer, I would imagine. You know, <clears throat> but you're absolutely right, Ty, when you say that how we go about marketing games is completely different. They didn't tell anybody anything. Right. They were not the people that were invited to who who knew who were the inner circle were not games journalists. They were YouTubers and just like other influencers. Right. So it's, yep. it is kind of funny when in, uh, the the uh, initial response um, was kind of kind of questionable or, or kind of you can see some people kind of being uh a little, uh, maybe a little salty, even that uh, that all these, you know, the YouTubers knew about it. All the, that it's a, uh, uh, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, I remember the article saying something about uh, that it was a cluster, or it was it was a cluster f. You know, what I'm saying, of which <laughs> I don't think is true at all. <laughs> right? I really think it was just this games journalist just really recognizing. How out of the loop the all the whole games journalist uh, uh, games journalism was? They were c- completely unnecessary for the proper promotion of this game. They had the game. They had their influencers. They said, "Hey, check this out," and then boom, everybody gets to see for themselves. And of of course, being free and being able to just download helps, you know. But well, like you lot. said, it was freaking. You can see it for yourself. And they said they believed in their product 100%. They said they want to just let the game speak for itself, and it sure it sure did. Now, it's early still, but to get to those kind of numbers means that something clicked, right? Something went right. Million. Yeah, it's, right. that's something no joke. Something right. They're doing this now. Now, uh, will they continue to hold on to these numbers? You know, time will tell. But I, I, I have played it, and I can say that it feels really, really good, Re- refreshing. Even you know, like uh, 
you know, they did so many things, and we talked about it earlier, that like the communication, the team base, the the uh, the way it looks, you know, it's it's uh, kind of cell shady, kind of kind of uh, uh, detailed at the same time, not not overly cartoony, you know. It's yeah. a really nice like mix. Black Ops look to it, like that that kind of like the way kind of Black Ops has a look to it. To me, well, yeah, I don't know. It's, it looks it's like saturated. It has, it has, it has, you know, the colors pop. Uh, you can see like the detail in the grass, but at the same time, certain things have have a certain cartoonish like like uh, color pop to it, you know. Uh, but it's not nothing is over the top. It just it just looks good, feels good. The communication, you can tell they spent a lot of time. Just yeah, they do the in homework. the game mechanics, how to communicate and be a team. Well, yeah. and not only that, just the gun mechanics itself. You know, it's oh, very oh, it, it shoots really great. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, Titanfall Two. I mean, that was one of the things that I loved about it so much because it's just shooting a weapon in Titanfall Two just felt right, just felt good. And uh, this has that same. It's the same weapons. Like you, you pick up, right. you know, your. You know, your R301 and your uh, Devotion and, you know, you, these are weapons that you had in Titanfall 2 and you're like, oh, yeah, hey, I remember this thing. Um, the way they have the, the, the color codes for the, uh, the different ammo. So it's a little it's a lot easier to just spot that color and be, like, oh, I need, you know, my weapon is, is taking heavy rounds. It's green. So I see green ammo over there. I need that for my weapon. Mm, mm. Or, oh, no, it's yellow. I don't that's not what I need. So. Oh, you know, that's super it, nice. Yeah, oh. the little things like that. They've oh, got balloons. Super nice. They've oh, got balloons like around the, the map. Oh, it's super so, intuitive, so you're, you're, bro. It's meant for yeah, like so, speed, right? Because it's yeah. a faster pace in general. Yeah. So. So you've got circles that are closing in on you. Maybe you're you're not where you need to be. They've got balloons. You can zip line up this balloon, right? And of course you're going to be. <laughs> everybody can see, but you can zip line up up this balloon and launch yourself back up into the air, and you know jet to where you need to go type of thing you know to get out of the area that you're in stuff like that like it's it's little little things like that that uh that it just goes a long way and they they really did their homework and and for the most part man i you know i feel like they're really putting all these other battle royale games on notice right now like i know all these other guys are looking around going um so what do you want to do now guys yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we gotta come up with something quick because like you know uh yeah well it also it also goes like we had this conversation before like what is the right price for for a battle royale game right like a battle royale only game i think that at this point especially with with the quality of apex dropping out for free you got you're going to be really really hard pressed to come out with something and and charge you know 20 30 dollars for it yeah well, really you know, we had already heard price standard. Black Ops. Oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna charge me twenty or thirty dollars, it better be twenty or thirty dollars better than Apex right. Legends, and that's yeah. pretty good. And right. and li- listen, I didn't, I never picked up, I never picked up, um, Black Ops, right? Black Ops, uh, uh, four, uh, but I mean, when I looked at it, it was like, man, this looks a lot like Rick and PUBG. It looks <laughs> right, like a lot like PUBG. This one looks completely different. Looks way sharper. You know, it has the gun mechanics of Titanfall like they're no slouch like Buddha said. Uh it's freaking free. 
and it's really really good and also also like when when the game is free like people it's not <clears throat> all right people think is that people just hate loot boxes right is that that's the sentiment it, it, it's only loot boxes no it's not necessarily just loot boxes is is how are you implementing implementing your in-game mechanics and is it fair does it feel fair all right and you can do a little bit more right a charge a little bit more uh, and have it feel kind of okay when the game itself is free and it's already providing you a, a value of a, of a fun time for nothing you know then you all of a sudden you look at some of these prices and people are like oh 20 dollars skins Fortnite's been doing, unfortunately, Fortnite's at that standard where twenty dollars skins is is part of like, you know, I guess the landscape. It, you know, uh, is it is it a little outlandish? Hell yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, you don't have to buy it. You just you don't you don't have to spend a dime to have have a great time with it. You know. Right. So at yeah, that point, it's kind of hard to be like, oh, loot boxes, you freaking thieving bastards, because you know what? You're playing the game for free. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, and I thought it was pretty funny, too, because, you know, at first it was like, oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, there, no, uh, no T3, no Titanfall 3. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, yeah, well we're uh, going to have a, you know, a Titanfall premium game, you know, right. later on. And it's like what? Okay. I mean, Look, can you, can you, you, you didn't can want to you say explain, Titanfall? You didn't want to say Titanfall that? three? Oh, well, I, I, there's there's that's all they said. It well, was a well, tweet. Well, they put it out and said, "Oh, Titanfall premium game in the works." So, and it's like, well, what does that the, even mean? Right. They right. Don't even know right. yet. Yeah, it, it's shrouded in mystery it, and confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so my theory is, it's like okay, so they they set up this 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 lore now right they've got all this the story that's building up behind these legends and what they're doing and they're these all these unique characters and each one's got their own like little little spiel as to what they're doing and how they got there right so i'm feeling like well everyone that's a titanfall fan really misses the titans right we don't have any in this there's none um so i got a feeling that at some point we will probably see something that is more titanfall ish uh, with the actual mechs and everything, and probably they're going to utilize these these legends that they're they've you know they're basically building upon uh, with this free to play. In a sense, like you know, me and Manny talked about it before when we were uh, we were streaming it. You know, it's almost like they're doing the opposite of what Fortnite did. You know, Fortnite had saved the world, and then it was like, wow, save the world sucks, and then they're like, oh hey, battle royale, and everyone's like, oh yeah, man, this is great. I think they're doing it the opposite. So they're like, you know, first they hit everybody with the battle royale and everyone's like, oh man, this is great. And then you go to a Titanfall-ish type of game and then everyone's going to be like, well, yeah, well, this is fun too because I know all these people. I'm familiar with uh, Mirage's story and Wraith's story and like you know, all this kind of thing. So at least that's that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I don't know what Titanfall premium means. You right. know, if, if it was going to be Titanfall 3, why not just say, hey, you know, hey, Calm down, people. We're working on Titanfall 3. But instead, they just said Titanfall Premium. So I don't know what that could possibly mean. But, you know, I guess we'll see. Meanwhile, you know, we're going to chill on Apex Legends. So, Well, oh, I think... So uh, things to chill on. 
Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I know. Ty's like, what? What? Everything like it's 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 refreshing. It's what it basically what it's boiling down to. It's 100%. refreshing. 100%. Everything know? about this feels good, and it it yeah. feels good to say this kind of thing. And I know this is going to sound super weird. It feels good to say this about an EA game. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, I was looking at. Uh, I was looking at what they've got ahead of them, right? So that so that they've got Apex Legends that's off that's obviously doing well. You got Anthem coming up. Um, they've got some uh, I forget what else they got like some DLC stuff going on. They've got a new Plants vs Zombies that's going to be coming out. They got another Need for Speed. They got a uh, yeah. FIFA 19 or no FIFA 20. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like all these things. I mean they're going to keep doing what EA does, right? I mean they're they're going to keep pumping out the games. They're the biggest boys on the block. Right, but um, like that's what this is though. This is not something that ea does no no and, and it's so something that they didn't like... want to do you know the guy from respawn even said that you know hey was this wasn't EA, ea's idea we had to go and pitch it to them like hey this is this is what we want to do guys 100%. uh you should just trust us and i think that's what i said they just, hey hey trust us you know give us a little bit of a you know and give us a, to, give us a little I hope, chance here i hope that ea the decision makers in EA takes that lesson to heart. Like I want, I want this game to be a success, and I want, uh, I want the the trust factor of of EA, the publisher, to to increase. That they just allow their their game developers to the more creative freedom to just do what they want to do, and 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 right. just and have faith a little bit more faith in the product, and. Uh, and not necessarily, you know, because they have, I, I, they have, in my, in my opinion, they've, they've earned their reputation, uh, their, their, their negative reputation. You know, I, some of the games that have come out in, in recent years just feel like they've been segmented and, and, you know, like they taken apart and then, and then packaged separately for, for, for cost. You know, and it just yep. feels. It just feels like like we're we're being taken advantage of, you know. what I'm saying it feels like the value wasn't necessarily there. It feels forced, you know. This not is not that, you know. It feels different. It, you can see a, a polished game again. It's free, and it's it, you you feel a sense of value there. I, I I don't know, you know. And it seems as if in this situation, it was more of the. The, 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 oh, those key decisions were, were from the developer itself as opposed to being infringed upon from, from EA. Uh, and I don't know the ins and outs, obviously, uh, you know, but I hope that they that they take these lessons and move forward, you know? Sure, sure, so. absolutely, hopefully. So, I mean, when it comes to a company like EA, you have to assume that the vast majority of the people that develop and make games there uh, do it for the right reason. They do it because they love doing it. They do it because they want to create experiences and, and have positive feedback from the fans. Right? The vast majority of the people are, are probably uh, uh, on our side. But unfortunately, there are people there who seem convinced that doing it the way that they've been doing it over the past couple of years is, is the more financially viable way. And so... What, what's what's such a win about this whole thing is it is thankfully we got a, a moment for them to trust someone to try something different and i'm really glad that it, it worked because now we're revealing the fact that this type of model something a little bit more player centric and how it makes money uh works and that's you know finally i think that's the epic effect right 
I think that's I think that is going to be end up being the true legacy of a game like Fortnite is showing developers and producers uh that it's possible to make money without screwing people over. Mhm. So mm-hmm. hopefully that I, continues. I, I, yeah, like there's a lot of people that 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 uh feel some sort of way about Fortnite, but you're absolutely correct. Fortnite came around and they basically pioneered the model as it as we know it today, right? Of of providing an incredibly polished game for free and it's completely accessible at zero again i want to reemphasize at zero cost <laughs> right you just jump on in you play and you have fun and then based on the value that the game itself has provided the entertainment value then players have the choice to support or not and and i've said many a time like you know gamers will buy or they open their wallets for the shiny you know what i'm saying like if they are enjoying themselves or having fun sure they're gonna want to do it while while having a, a sparkly skin of some sort you know what i'm saying like they will pay gladly if you if you create something of value so there we go. 100%. We love our cosmetics. I agree 100%. We love our cosmetics, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so, um, well, I mean, look, we could, there's actually a lot to talk about, you know, with with this one, but we do have uh, other stories to go into. But I think that we're going to be talking about this and other stories around it for probably a couple, you know, this is not the last that we're going to be talking about Apex. We'll just say that. 100%. 100%. I agree. So, so before we move on from Apex, I'll just want to say real quick, if you have EA Access, they do give you some uh, some discounts uh, for the in-game currency. You'll also get some in-game currency if you are part of the EA Access, and I'm assuming it's the same for uh, EA Origins. Uh, there are two characters that are not lo- or that are locked when you first, uh, I think it's uh, uh, the gas guy, Caustic, and I think it's uh, Mirage. So, but you do have enough currency if you are part of EA Access and you do log in, you have uh, enough coinage to actually get one of those legends unlocked. Um, so I just wanted to put that there out there for anybody that's got EA Access. That's a hot tip. Nice job. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Apex Legends going big. Woo-hoo. Moving oh. on. Uh, we got a good look at actually two different games. This is... Uh, this is two stories in a row. We're going to kind of hit them both back to back. We got a good look at what the end games are going to look like for both the Division 2 and for Anthem this week, which is great because these are both kind of end game focused loot shoot grind games. And uh, the end game really seems to be what people care about more than anything when, in fact, I'd, I'd expect that a greater portion of the population never experiences the end game in its truest form. Most people play the campaign and then go find another campaign to play. But anyway, the end game is always this big question. So anyway, we got news releases from both developers kind of this week about, you know, what's the end game look like. And so let's talk about the division first. Uh, I'm going to read this article from VG 24 seven by uh, Sharif Saeed. Massive has has revealed a host of new details about what players can expect from the end game in the division two. We've previously introduced the division's three main factions, but one more remains 
this week, the developer revealed the Black Tusks, an endgame specific faction that's the toughest yet. Upon completing the Division 2's main campaign, the Black Tusks invade all story missions and provide and sorry, and previously liberated zones. This not only justifies replaying these missions for higher end loot, but also change up the combat thanks to the Black Tusks' unique tactics and weapons. This particular faction utilizes some high-tech weaponry, weaponry and robotics with armed dog-like walkers and more lethal drones. They'll even utilize some of the abilities and tactics that players use. This is what Ubisoft means by, quote, invaded missions, which we'll be able to get a glimpse at during this week's beta. To combat these tougher opponents of Division 2 players will be given access to new specializations. There are three of these, the Survivalist, the, sar- the Sharpshooter, and the Demolitionist. Each specialization unlocks an entire new skill tree for players to unlock and make progress in. At launch, each specialization will be represented by a weapon, sort of an ultimate. A crossbow for the survivalist, a 50 cal sniper rifle for the sharpshooter, and a grenade launcher for the demolitionist. Ubisoft said more weapons will be added uh, to each of them post-launch. This will hopefully make the endgame grind more interesting uh, than simply rerunning old missions for a chance at better gear. Division 2 is out March 15th. And there's actually a beta available right now. Unfortunately, though, when people are listening to this podcast, uh, it'll be over. But that's pretty cool. I've never heard of anyone introducing an entirely new faction after the That the is so role. smart. That's so freaking <laughs> smart. I mean, in a way, they kind of did this in the first one. Kind of, kind of not. Um, I don't know. I, have either of you played the end game of the first division? No. Nah. No. Nah. No, nah, I'm sorry, man. A division wasn't my so, jam. That's okay. No, it's fine. So the the toughest missions in the division uh, came in two forms. They came in, quote, legendary missions, which are the missions that you've run multiple times over. But they had some enemies that we hadn't seen before. And then also the incursions, which were the, the quote-unquote raids, but not really raids. Uh, but yeah, they were inhabited by enemies that we hadn't quite seen. Their AI was smart. Uh, their, their health pools were large. And their numbers were plenty. And so I think this is kind of a callback to that. However, it sounds like the enemies that they're describing are a lot like the hunters that we experienced in the division two. For those who didn't know hunters were an enemy that was a single enemy type that was introduced with the survival DLC. Uh, survival was like the, the half survival, half battle Royale that the division two introduced with its second content release DLC. Uh, and these were a, a hardcore enemy type like a single unit uh that was able to bring with them high-tech uh uh pulses and drones and you know good health pools but the 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 thing that made them really interesting was that they were smart and they knew when to retreat and they knew when to hide and they knew when to flank and they were very very good enemies they were a great example of what i think endgame looks like because now you're dealing with uh not idiots which is a big deal when it comes to these type of games and so now it sounds like we may be getting uh, some backstory on the hunters. It sounds like the hunters were were black tusks. So that's super cool that we're gonna we're gonna fight entire missions against this group. Like that's uh, that's pretty sweet. Cool. I think uh, like uh, yeah. uh, I I I think Buddha. Not uh, yeah yeah. I think it was you, Buddha. We had this conversation about uh, bullet sponges when we we're talking about uh, Tie right. Fighters article on the hardwarecasuals.com. 
slash blog. Check it out. Uh, and we're saying, like, so one of the things about the game uh, or games like that, when when you're facing, like, a large monster, and, it, of, yeah, technically it's a bullet sponge, but it feels different, right? It, you know, like, clearly you're, the enemy has changed and you have to really fight to to knock it down as opposed to you uh you reach a you know a new level and now you're you're facing the same old dude except he just takes 10 times the damage it just doesn't it doesn't feel satisfying in any way you know yeah, and that was that was really demonstrated in some of the higher world tiers of the division when you were having to put a multiple clips into enemies wearing sweatshirts Right. Uh, so that was Man, a that's one weird. hell of a jacket he's got on because yeah, I can't see. right, guys, right. Champion, we're fighting against a bunch of loot cages over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, I think uh, I think yeah, changing so I, changing that up, actually having you know guys that look different, look you know more more menacing. They they have completely different tactics and are and and from what you're telling me is a potentially a significantly greater AI. I think that's that sounds exciting you know yeah that sounds and cool i think they've done a good job of visually describing why it takes more to take these people down um i don't i don't i haven't played the beta i haven't played it yet but i just i'm calling back to the e3 demo which is a really bad idea for division games but if you remember in the demo there was an enemy that had basically destructible armor on him right and so shooting him actually broke his armor down right. so instead of just whittling down a health bar you were physically breaking the armor off of his body and I thought right. that was a really, really cool idea. So I'm, I'm very interested to see if that actually gets enacted in this game. I think that'd be outstanding. Yeah, when I watched that same trailer, that was the first thing that stuck out to me when I was watching it, not the environment or anything like that. When they were fighting that boss and they were chewing him up and you could see pieces of his armor actually fall off. I'm like, now that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. That uh, mm-hmm. I don't think of it as a bullet sponge at that point. I'm thinking like, man, this guy's got a, bunch of armor on if i just keep shooting it this armor pieces are going to fall off and then i can get into the real grits of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yep. that makes a difference uh big time i mean you know the game looks great i'm i'm kind of scared to even go i got the little beta invite and i'm scared to even dip in there because i might end up liking it and that'll be another one i might have to put on my on my list it's already tough enough as it is with all these I'm other games you, it's a hard out. life Someone's gotta live it. <laughs> but see, look again. Uh, as I, I, I'm I, uh, as excited as I am at some of the details, like the Division Two, it sounds that sounds really cool. It really does. But then I remember my time with Destiny One. I, I grind. I grind. I what was it? I ground. Is it? What's the right? What's the right terminology? Grinded. I grinded. I grind. I so I did that for like two hours. That was it. That was my. That's that not was for two hours that's not granted two hours i i already beat the game you know i beat everything whatever and then i was like okay i need to level up and i i played with this dude and we went around the same like area like three caves or whatever well i don't even know what 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 area we were in but it was one area and we just kept, kept on going around in a circle for like two hours and i was like wait a minute what are we doing Oh, we're we're grinding for loot. I was like, this is this is boring. This is Balakna. I don't I understand mean, you know, why we're doing this. You did and mention then, 
You did Go mention ahead. you played Minecraft and didn't build a darn thing for four yeah, hours. Yeah, let's talk about so... that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, Dude, you know, that's 100% spot on. Come on. <laughs> I was I was I, mean, you know, I was a, looking part of it. I was looking at my uh my uh my canvas, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was tr- I was I So, was trying I think to... that that actually pretty aptly describes like how people are able to grind versus how some people aren't is that when you're doing Minecraft, you have a greater picture in mind. You know right. that that I need to lay a thousand bricks in order to make this painting of 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 stuff that needs to be created. Mm-hmm. And if you have that end game in mind, you setting down brick after brick after brick means nothing. Like it's it's fine. Like you're enjoying it because you know what's going to happen and when we get to the end. And old Manny in Destiny doesn't see the end. He's 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 seeing the trees, not the forest. And so when you're just like, well, we're gonna do another lost sector, we're gonna do another one, we're gonna fight that boss again. Like, what are we doing? Well, what's the end game here? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you're, that's right. That's that exactly right. Meaning, is uh is is really i'm sure what took away and destiny one was 110 percent guilty of not being very good at describing what that purpose was and uh i mean that's that's exactly what the change was in my understanding of destiny 2 that's the shift that happened from when i played it kind of when it came out to my virtually uh non-stop playing of this game for the past six months uh because i have a really clear understanding of of the forest and what I'm trying to achieve with specific things. And if it requires me to do, you know, 50 games a gambit to get there, cool. If it requires me to, you know, run this many lost sectors, tight, because I know that in the end I'm gonna get this something specific and that thing's really, really cool and I want that. Right. And so yeah, that's that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, speaking of speaking of grinding, let's move on to the next one. Uh this is a very similar type article with very different results. Uh and, and more info came out this week about Endgame, but for Anthem as well. So Anthem actually comes out in like two weeks, right? So we're, it comes out next week for people who have EA Origin access and you get a 10-hour early look if you're a part of EA access or if you pre-ordered. No, not if you pre-ordered. Uh, just EA access. It's very convoluted. And if you need to see the chart of who gets access when, please feel free to hop onto the blog and look there because I wrote an article about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> again, this is a situation where it's like, cool, like this game looks like a lot of fun. What do I do when I reach the end? And I was kind of disappointed with how focused people were on the end game of this game because it it just looks like a lot of fun to play. And I'm worried that people are almost too focused on the end game and they're going to think that if this game doesn't supply me with a thousand hours of time, then it has failed. And I really hope people get away from that idea that a game that a game needs to replace destiny or replace your habit in order to be successful. So hopefully that people are content with what's presented here. Cause I know I am anyway. So once you get to the end of Anthem, you're presented with a number of things that you can do. So you, you start off, uh, you get your javelin, you go through the campaign and you reach the end of the campaign during the campaign. You have access to two, what are called strongholds. So strongholds, we saw one of them during the demo. It's kind of a strike, kind of a raid, but much shorter. Like it is a multiplayer activity that requires multiple encounters and gives you the best loot and it's hard. And, and, you know, there's mechanics and stuff to learn. So these are fun and they're going to be main, they're going to be big focuses for uh, grinding again and again for good loot because there's going to be multiple chests to acquire throughout. There are different levels of difficulty that you can set in order to adjust your 
you know, high level gear drop rates. And this went from easy to normal to hard to Grandmaster one, two, and three. Uh, I think they said that Grandmaster three, or maybe two and three, is going to be locked on release to make sure that everything is tweaked right. You know, make sure their percentages are correct and stuff, but you will be able to go up to Grandmaster one. I think two will be open too, but I know three will be locked on release. Uh, so that can be another thing that you do to try and get better loot is, you know, adjust the difficulty and see how you fare. Uh, there will also be things called contracts, which are like bounty missions that you get from different factions within Fort Tarsus that can supply unique blueprints and crafting materials to make new weapons and such. Uh, there will be legendary contracts that you can do uh, every so often that are significantly harder versions of contracts, but again, with better rewards and such. They have a very robust free play system that is actually very similar to Destiny's in that you go out into the world and things just kind of happen. Different events take place and you can participate in the events or not. Uh, and you can also use free play to explore. Uh, we only got a very small look at the world during the Anthem demo mm -hmm. and it was enormous. What the, the tiny peak that we had was incredible. The scale of some of these mountains and valleys and waterfalls and it's just, it's a lot. And since you are a javelin, you have the ability to, you know, have full control of where you are in this world. And if you want to fly up to the top of the mountain, then go, because you can get there. It's really, really cool. So exploring this world is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of verticality there. And then finally, there's these big events that they've been a little bit ambiguous about, but they're calling them cataclysms, mm -hmm. which I think is a really cool word. Uh, but cataclysms are basically giant storms created by the force of creation in this game, which is called the Anthem of Creation. And these storms can either create life or destroy life. So uh, we got a taste of a cataclysm or a shaper storm during the demo. And basically a giant mm -hmm. storm appeared in the sky. And then all of a sudden the world was populated with these titans everywhere. And so you get to fight these titans and get good loot and have fun. And the titans have special mechanics and ways to kill them and special ways that they damage you and such. And so that was kind of a fun shakeup. And so they say that these cataclysms can alter the world in a number of different ways. And so I'm sure they'll get very creative there. So that's cool. So that's what the end game looks like on day one. And some people got a little worried because yeah, there's, there's a couple strongholds during the campaign. A third one is unlocked upon the completion of the campaign. There's these contracts and such, and there's free play, but like it's possible that that stuff you, you might be able to go through fairly quickly. And so some people are a little worried and then it, as if they heard us talking about how this felt thin, uh, like the day they released the endgame informational video, they also released their roadmap for what comes next. And so uh, right here, it says uh, they released this nice pretty graphic and it says in March 2019, you can already expect what's called Act 1 of their content follow-up to uh, Day 1 release and it's called Echoes of Reality. And Act 1 includes... Uh, the following, they actually listed a bunch of stuff here that's going to come with the update. Mind you, this is this is post-launch now that they're talking. So it's going to come with, uh, Act 1 is going to consist of three updates, and those updates will include new events, quality of life changes, new rewards, expanded progression systems, new strongholds, guilds and leaderboards, new missions, and a cataclysm. So I know that was a lot of words and a lot of things, and I apologize <laughs> for that. But uh, I think uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that Anthem is pretty well taken care of when it comes to things to do. And keep in mind, this is all after you've played the game for a number, a large number of hours going through the campaign. 
and having a blast. So uh, I, I'm not worried in the slightest that I'm going to have plenty to do. True that. <laughs> I think. Well, uh, well, yeah. Oh, you know what? Well, you know what? One thing as you were you were talking, uh, I just thought it was so cool uh, that on the note, like when we look at the notes for the for the podcast, we have links to all the articles, right? And uh, you know, we were able to actually reference a piece from the Hardcore Casuals blog, you know, which yep. uh, Ty has actually painstakingly. You can tell if you if you couldn't already. Ty is basically our authority uh of of the loot and shoot shoot genre you know what i'm saying or That's shoot and jam. loot whatever Unless right it's monster hunter world <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh <laughs> check out the blog the hardcore slash blog uh he definitely explained all of this uh in there and there's a lots of other wonderful things to to check out as well um yeah yeah. You, uh, yeah I mean, again, I, I know uh, when it comes to Anthem, I know you guys like uh, Manny. Even you had said like this is one you're keeping your eyeballs on, um, and I think it's cool. Like this isn't a game. I think you're like you are going to have to grind. Uh, you can if you want to, and they're giving people the ability to as much as they want by increasing the difficulty levels if you so please, and they're giving you all these strongholds and such. But if you wanted to play the game fairly casually, you know, kind of like a hardcore, but casually. Right, right. And <laughs> like so cool. Like you can experience all this content. Just set it easier. Like, right? Go on a smaller, go on a lower difficulty level and play as casually as you want. And you can experience the cataclysms and you can experience the strongholds and you can see how they are, but you're gonna get you're gonna get pretty good loot and you're gonna have a good time and you're gonna see what this world has to offer you. And you can just set it as as hard as you wanna be without banging your head against the wall. And I think that's really accessible for for players that may be new to the genre. Now, this so, is kind of the opposite of what The Division is doing, where when you get to the end game, they make everything harder. But uh, this one seems much more customizable. Um, so I, I know, like, in Gears, um, you can have, you can play co-op, right? Gears of War, sorry for not sure. clarifying. Uh, you can play as co-op, and then one person could put it at the maximum difficulty. And then the, and then the other person could just put it on easy, you know? And you play you play through on your own personal uh, difficulty setting. Is it something akin to that? Like, can you can me can I, can I jump in and and set my own difficulty on the same mission that you are? Uh, or to my knowledge, no. Okay, so there's still going to be like like a level cap. Like, if I want to play with you, some specific missions, I I have to grind out just a bit i mean that would depend on who you're playing with like if you were if if i was someone that played all the time and i was like super max level and i was killing it and i was doing great and you asked me to play i would play on the lower difficulty with you like 100 percent, i would uh i would probably wipe the floor with some of the enemies just because my gear would be you know prepared for the the enemies that are much higher difficulty Mm-hmm. But uh, I, they have not mentioned any system in place that sounds as nice as what you're describing, because that'd be super cool. That'd be really balanced for me to experience, you know, hard enemies while you're experiencing normal enemies. Right. Uh, right. That would be that would be really cool. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think I think the the party leader sets the difficulty of the mission, and then everyone experiences that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Buddha. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that's uh, that's that's what it looked like for when um, when I was playing it too. It seemed like whoever's 
in charge of setting things up sets the the difficulty and then everybody just runs with whatever it is so it's kind of like hey you know manny you want to play it on uh you know normal or you know you want some better loot and you want to try it on hard then you know then you go you go with it from there um i was gonna say that i'm 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 surprised i've only ever seen that on on the gears of war games to my knowledge and i thought it was a really really nice a nice uh you know balancing act that they did for different level types uh or, or experience types i should say uh and you can still have a fun challenging experience you know whether you're b- brand new or not you know uh i'm surprised nobody that's not more popular you know that that i don't know even know how they do that how, how, how if i'm shooting an enemy and i'm set on easy and you're shooting the same enemy i'm shooting at but you're it's just it's on. just the uh, like i mean if i were a game designer the easiest way i would think is to just automatically either put a buff on the low person or put a yeah. debuff on the high person yeah it's, it's like the same dudes but the the amount of damage that you do and the amount of damage that that your enemies uh, uh do are 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 just balanced out between the players the same bullets <laughs> shooting you know it's interesting uh but yeah anyway what do we got uh what do we got next there uh uh this one's from man buddha uh the witcher's Geralt lands in monster hunter world today Mm. and this is yesterday so this is thursday (laughs) so three days ago for our monday listeners sorry four days ago for our monday listeners Geralt of rivia is set to make his newest crossover appearance in monster hunter world later today thursday not today friday coming as an actual character to the game, not just a usable skin. While details are still a little murky on how that works, players will be able to meet and play as Geralt in the game before the end of the day. Along with new story content, Geralt is also bringing along some new quests centered around his background as a witcher, a slayer of supernatural and preternatural creatures. The White Wolf's inclusion in Monster Hunter was done in close concert with CG Project Red, who helped make sure the animations, cutscenes, and everything else involved, or sorry, everything else involving Garrett was accurate to the character. This also brings the Geralt to Ryu connection much closer than before, as Ryu is a skin in Monster Hunter World. Previously, the connection was Geralt in Soul Calibur 6, with characters who were in Soul Calibur 2, with Hiaichi. He he. Hiachi, who was in Street Fighter uh, times or X Tekken with Ryu. Now it's a lot more direct, so obviously Geralt can be in Super Smash Brothers, right? Ha. Anyway, the free <laughs> DLC arrives on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, but will come to PC a little bit later. There you go, Geralt of Rivia coming to Monster Hunter World. Pretty cool. Buddha, are you going to hop yeah. in for this one? Um, yeah, I probably will. So, uh, in order to do it, the contract's called Trouble in Ancient For in the in the Ancient Forest. Uh, and if you are a hunter rank sixteen or above, you're going to be able to jump in on this. Uh, and basically, you get to play as Geralt uh, when he trumps down. He comes through a fancy portal and all that jazz, and and starts talking to the hunters. Um, and basically, what it is is there's something going on in the forest. Something's going on in the jungle. Something it's not quite right. And uh, you know, <laughs> there's a part in the if you watch the trailer, there's a part where uh, you know the the general guy goes, you know, I think I'm gonna leave this to the Witcher. And uh, you basically play him, and you go off and uh, you handle that mission. If uh, 
it, it once the the loot that you're fighting for is basically uh, basically uh, Geralt's uh, full armor set, um, and I think it's a sword and shield uh, weapon that you're going to get, um, and then there's something for your palico as well uh, that you'll also get, and then uh, I think later on there's another part to this collaboration on the fifth, uh, the fifteenth. There's another contract that'll be out called the Woodland Spirit. Um, and I get, I'm assuming that's some, it's something to do with the creature that's uh, in more of the Witcher world that has to do because I, I, I've not seen this uh, creature before anywhere. Uh, he's something new and unique, a woodland spirit of some kind. But uh, it, it really cool. The cutscenes look so sweet, so sweet. So I'll I'll be uh, I'll be jumping in this one and seeing what I can do. Is the old Witcher? The voice sounds great too. If you guys get a chance to watch the trailer, it's like is it uh, is it the guy? It sounds like the guy. It sounds like him. Like, I mean, it, it might you know? be. He's he's stateside, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he is, yeah. but no, he's I like, mean, if I it's the guy, that's really cool. That. <laughs> you know, it's like Dude, it's, you know, it's a like, tough voice. Going wrong in the woods. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I help you with that. You know what I mean? So I was just like, oh, all right, man, this is dope. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's awesome, dude. Um, okay, quick question about that. Uh, as someone who doesn't know anything about the game, uh, you mm -hmm. said you have to be level 16 in order to get in. How mm -hmm. high is 16? Um, that is basically, I think once you get past the actual campaign itself, I believe you top your level 14 or 15. Oh, really? And then, uh, but then, you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of set up to like, once you beat the campaign, it's like, then everything opens up like it's just like like you get to the to the end of the campaign you're like wow that was really cool and then all of a sudden just it all just becomes available and you're like holy cow there's so much more stuff to do cool. um so i think like once you do a few more missions you'll end up getting that level 16 pretty easy it's not a very it's not very high rank um and in in accord i mean like, you know obviously if you're just starting out it's going to take you a little bit just to beat through the campaign and beat all the monsters that in the story that you need to beat. Uh, but uh, once you get beyond that point to get to that, that uh, next two level rank, it's, it, it doesn't take much at all. Cool. All right. So beat the game, beat the game. There you go. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say this skin. about uh, like, like how, how Capcom goes, goes about, uh, adding their characters into the games and stuff you know mm -hmm. uh i i think it's actually kind of kind of interesting it doesn't necessarily have to make sense you know uh but it, it's it's just fun it's fun seeing these extra characters from different games you know mixing into into this world that that uh well for fans of the game this world that that you've that you frequent and enjoy, you know, I think it's really cool. But uh, the Witcher makes sense because the Witcher, uh, the the Witcher does. Wildlands was like a hunting mechanic was definitely part of of that game. So it is pretty interesting, uh, and I'd be interested to see like, you know, to hear more about it. Not necessarily gonna jump on into it, but I I I, I eagerly await your report, Buddha. <laughs> Of what okay. it's like. Right. Well, I mean, if you're gonna jump in, we gotta get to use some clothes, bro. Yeah, uh, they need uh, better naked bagpipes. That's the rule, dude. Naked bagpipes. Oh. Yeah, naked bagpipes are bust. You know. Jesus. Like a, uh, like um, like a, what is it? The the Ghostbusters theme song. You know, Bustin makes me feel good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus. Are you going to call me? Moving on. Moving on. Moving yeah. On. <laughs> last, uh, last news story of today. This is Manny's favorite. Uh, this is from Game Informer, Brian Shea. Disney says it has a, quote, good relationship with EA, prefers to license games rather than publish. Earlier this year, reports surfaced of that Electronic Arts, the publisher currently licensed to develop Star Wars games, had canceled an in-development open-world game set in a galaxy far, far away. This led many to question the relationship between Disney and EA and whether or not EA has done a good job with the license. During Disney's, Disney's earnings call yesterday, this was earlier this week, CEO Bob Iger said that Disney has a good relationship with EA and that the company prefers to license its properties rather than develop and publish them themselves. We're good at making movies and television shows and theme parks and cruise ships and the like. We've just never managed to demonstrate much skill on the publishing side of games, Iger said during the call. We found over the years that we haven't been particularly good at the self-publishing side, but we've been great at the licensing side, which obviously doesn't require that much allocation of capital. Disney sees more financial upside in licensing its properties to video game companies like it has with EA for Star Wars since it doesn't require much financial investment. However, since acquiring the license in 2013, EA has only launched a handful of Star Wars games, two, two Star Wars games, including (laughs) Star Wars The Old Republic, and Star Wars Galaxy Heroes, and two poorly received Star Wars Battlefront games. During EA's earnings call, which also happened yesterday, this publisher confirmed that Respawn Entertainment's Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is currently still on track for launch later this year. Yeah, I don't know if I believe this, guys. Well, well, I believe believe that Disney doesn't doesn't necessarily care what happens to the games. You know what I'm saying? Not... not, Uh I, I, Disney already made their money, bro. They, you know, they sold it and it's not their business. They've already made a financially advantageous deal for Disney. And now it's EA's job to make money for EA. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that as far as financially or whatever, they, 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 uh, this is, this is pretty accurate. Now is EA mishandling, um, the license not the yeah the license i personally say yes i believe it's been mishandled i you know and boot and i were just talking about this uh previously you know like like <clears throat> and we've talked about this on the podcast before where we had we had uh, a time span previously where where lucas arts was actually selling the license to different companies we had a, a, a wider variety of games Ooh. some of them were you know, Kotor and Rogue Squadron and Lego yeah, games, classics, everything. So we're we're just not getting that. We're not getting that. And and um, uh, uh, Ty, uh, cor- correct me uh, if I'm wrong. I, I remember there was a they wanted to do. They canceled the game previously that uh, uh, that um, was supposed to be I like a, a more straightforward type type story driven shooter and they, yeah, they, they I mean, said they, no. had, they had hired the previous writer of the nathan drake games the uncharted right Maybe. they yeah. they hired the uncharted basically mm-hmm. showrunner and they mm-hmm. said come make us this game and then they're like nah we're making it we're gonna make it bigger and so well, they started yeah over, that's, uh, that's and then and then they said oh man this is too big we gotta quit 
Right, which is which is actually it's it's actually a little frustrating to me to hear this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They have no problem shuttering studios. They they go in, they freaking you know finagle with with the uh, the games making side. They create a mess, and then they're like, "Oh well, let's just let's just shutter this studio. It's fine," you know. And uh, well, and, and, and then more than that, I mean, the studio's got to produce, right? I mean, if it's not, if it's not, I mean, it's just like respawn. If this if this Apex Legends that it came it came out as a dud, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you you keep letting put out duds, or you you know, and hope that maybe they get one right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, games are hard. I mean, you know, it's it's a hit or miss type of thing. Like, you know, these aren't small games. It's not like when LucasArts was making games and 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 pawning them off to to different uh, people. I mean, you know, you got big games trying to do big things and it's like i mean you're talking about games that take three or four years to develop so it's different you know what i mean it's a different animal now i i totally understand that i understand that but when he he, but if if uh if it was purely if all the decisions were were made purely by the game developer then fine, they they can live and die by by their own by their own actions, but that's that doesn't seem to be the case uh, all the time. EA EA came in and and mandated a different direction mid chip, you know, and then they said, oh well, this is not necessarily working out, and uh, and then they 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 canceled the game, and then they realized, wait a minute, we we want to go back to that original decision. We could have had this game already. I don't know. I, th- I think it sounded like a mess from jump. I think it was a it was a it was a hot mess from jump, and everybody. I think that it was. I think it was a, a mess idea. from jump that EA created. Uh, maybe so. I mean, you. I mean, look at Scalebound. Uh. What happened to Scalebound? Same thing. All right, they, you, you know, you, there's only so many ways you can make a turd fly, and eventually they just said, you know what, this sucker, it, it, it clip its wings, it doesn't deserve to go anywhere, and I think it's the same thing. You get, you get, you start off with something, then you take a whole, a, you know, then you take another direction, you give it to somebody else, and they have their idea, and you know, eventually it's just like, what, what is this hot mess? We just need to quit and just cut our losses while we can. I mean, obviously they were paying these guys. They took the time to pay them to, to to get where they got at the time, so I mean, it must have been pretty bad the way I look at it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know. It, it happens, I, you know. It, it oh sucks, yeah, but you're absolutely right. It definitely happens. However, it it seems a little uh, like if it wasn't if it wasn't uh, that. The, the direction was actually changed from from like the from EA itself. They went in and said, "No, we what's hot right now is is uh, is open open world games. So let's let's do that instead." You know, not necessarily. You know, m- maybe this is just me uh, speaking without really knowing. Sure, you know, but the way I the way I feel it, what my gut tells me, <laughs> is that it was they had their their story driven game in mind. And what was hot at the time was open world. So they said, no, nah, this is what we got to do. Change it up. Not really taking into account what what type of work was already done and what type of changes that actually meant. And it screwed, it screwed things up. It didn't come together. And then they said, all right, ne- never mind. I, uh, again, I think, I think it was a mess that EA created. And I think it's unfortunate. 
And maybe, maybe it's I just me. Maybe it's just me, you know, falling, you know, feeling feeling a little uh, a little bit of that of that anti EA salt. Sure. I have a bit of it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. but that's just that's just my that's just what, how I feel about it. Freaking bums, um, give me more give me more freaking Star Wars games, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Ty- <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's, it, you know, and it's like a lot of those the the Star Wars games they came out and they weren't as I, I don't want I don't want to say they weren't good because you know honestly that that last Battlefront uh, game is actually really good. It's great. I'm you know I'm being a Star Wars fan and I'm playing it and I'm like man this is this is awesome. This is this is what I wanted. You know it just had such a rough start that I don't think it just it, you know at that point it was just too late but it's still a good game. So it's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, I know there's people that love the need for speed franchise. I don't ever, I haven't ever cared for it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Forza guy. So, I mean, you know, it's not, it's not my jam, but obviously, I mean, if a game is not what it's supposed to be now, who knows what happened when the uncharted chick came along and was like, yo, this is what we need to do. I don't know who she left to make her own studio. So, I mean, who who's to say what was going on there? She might've just been like, ah, eh, you know what? This ain't even worth it. I'm going to, I'm going to start my own jam. You know, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, go with what this, the, in the direction this is going with, you know, who knows, you know, and then Visceral getting shut down. I mean, I mean, it sucks, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, you know, uh, now that apex legends has came out and respawn has shown that, you know, Hey, Hey guys, we can make a good game. Maybe this Star Wars game that they got coming out will be the best Star Wars game yet. Right, right. Who's to say? You know, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, but either way, I mean, even when this contract is done with the EA, I, I mean, there's there's going to be a few people that are going to want to tackle it. But man, that is such a big franchise, and and when you start messing around with 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 a, a franchise as beloved as Star Wars, I mean. Fans are fickle, and you know I've talked about gamers not being very nice. I mean, it's the same thing with Star Wars fans. I mean, you got ones that don't like the new movies. You don't. You got ones that uh, didn't like Episode One, Two, and Three, and you know what I mean. Like, and it's just like it's really hard to make so many people happy. You know, in that in that forum. So I don't know. Good luck. Ah, well, go ahead, Ty. Go ahead, Ty. No, I mean, I, I don't have much to add on top of what you guys have created. I'm, I'm just, you know, in a position where all, all I want is more. And right. That's what, yeah. They're, they're keeping it from me. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. Me. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, they got like it in the Disney vault. <laughs> I'm there's, saying there's worlds and worlds of, of, of stories and information and lore and background and backstory. And I just want to interact with it in a way that's not a book. Uh, and yeah. they could make, there's, there's so many different ways they could make these games and give so many different people ways to experience these in so many ways. Yeah. And but... the, the best that we've gotten is the same game twice in a row with loot boxes that hide I... experiences behind extra cash. And it's just very frustrating. Now I know I, I talked about EA making right steps with uh, apex legends. Cool. Right. That's well, right. Good. This uh, this part of the company is not doing so hot. And right. So, so yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think I feel like like EA has is known for meddling and uh, with with uh, 
game developers that they've purchased and brought under their umbrella, sucking them dry, and then, you know, disposing of their of their hollow um, um, uh, carcasses. You know what I'm saying? Just tossing them out there. We have several several developers uh, that, that have fallen to EA, and I think it's a shame. I think, I think what it is is a history of just trying to change things. Hey, well, you know what really makes money? You know, uh, let's just just jump on to add some loot boxes. Oh, there's too much content here. Let's put that onto some freaking DLC. Like, I think they've done that. They're, I think they've been guilty of that. They've, I, as I said before, they have earned their their negative perception. You know, and I hope that 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 changes. You know, um, I think them going out and and trusting. Uh, respawn and apex is is a nice sign uh but i'm but that i mean who who's to, who's to who's to say that, that that actually takes root trusting the game developers to actually create a product that they believe in i don't know and then when it comes to the freaking like the actual star wars games like only two like look look at look at freaking knights of the old republic you know what i'm saying like there's so many the Lego games, like like if you look at a ten year span, well, they had a new Lego game. But I'm saying, when you look at like a ten year span of of Star Wars under EA versus Star or or, or Star Wars, you know, on the on the previous uh, uh, um, years before EA, you had some of the greatest Star Wars games, you know, of all time, built within the same period, and we only have two under EA. I that's that if that doesn't scream mismanagement, I don't know what what else does. I don't I mean, buy the whole oh it's such a big it's such a big franchise. I mean, you know what I mean? Those are bigger games on a bigger scale. I like, yeah, I don't I don't buy the the idea that the that this license is just too big to to do to do it, it well. I don't big. buy that. I don't buy too that for, for one second. No way, too big bro. For anybody, it's so it's so big. It's too big for Disney. That's why they that's why they license it out. Now, bro, they they're making their it. they're making their movies. They just don't. They're not in the business of making hey, games. They want to so make they money. Sold right? it. That's what they do. That's what Disney does. It makes money. That's why it buys these franchises and does. Yeah, what they do. They license it out to EA, and it's EA's job to make games, of right. which they yeah. haven't done. They had to have been losing money. I don't know what the financials are behind this deal, but they had to have lost money, bro. And furthermore, how in the world is this new Battlefront game less involved than the old Battlefield game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Do I think involved? EA freaking fumbled on 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 Battlefront, uh, and they fumbled involved? on on Star Wars. I'm mad. I'm I'm getting more mad by the second. <laughs> Jeez. Freaking EA! Give well, me more I mean, you War. know what? If you want, where's me to my buy RPGs? Battlefront Battle Two, and you can play it, and you can be like, "Oh crap, this is a great game." Then I'll be more than happy to get it for you. It's probably on the cheap right about now. I think it's in a EA vault as, as we speak. When I but. when I did Battlefront, when I did uh, Battlefront, uh, I re oh this is Battlefront One. I was like, "Yo, um, this is uh, this is cool." But I mean, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous music, beautiful. Like it looks really, really good. But 
was like, I was like, man, it just feels kind of hollow. It's a little too arcadey. I, I ended up going back to, you know, Battlefield Four. You know, I wanted to play a real shooter. That's how I got back into Battlefield 4 at the, at the time. It's like, man, this game is really cool, but it wore off real fast. And then I, I went along to uh, to Battlefield 4 because it was a more involved shooter. But, you know, whatever. I I went on a little heated tangent, I'm, and I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, Sorry, that's guys. That's all Sorry. I got for you. That's, that's the news. That's the news. That's oh, baby. Like, um buddha yep. what do we got as far as uh as far as deals and whatnot you know what i'm saying deals well right now uh guys uh xbox has got uh a real killer uh deal a lot of deals going on on the on the microsoft store right now if you're into like uh like big titles like uh um bethesda stuff like uh fallout uh not fallout uh not the vault 76 but as far as like, uh, well, actually, that might be on sale there too. I know uh, uh, they've got like a sixty-five percent, seventy-five percent off a lot of the major titles. Um, EA's got a sale right now on their action uh, titles. There's all kinds of uh, stuff going on. So uh, it's anime month. There's so there's a sale going on for uh, for all things anime, um, and they keep adding thing stuff to it every week. So check out all those sales on there at the at the store. Um, as far as Game Pass is concerned, though, we did land uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, landed Cute. into Game Pass. Dude, that yeah. was a huge surprise. Yeah, crazy, right? That game's brand freaking new. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a big surprise. And then they dropped uh, The Walking Dead, the complete first season in there. So if anybody nice. that heard us talking on the... Uh, uh, podcast before regarding telltale games and what happened and and uh what got them what got them started that 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 game right there that season right there was is really good um we also got uh pumped uh, bmx pro and d blob that's coming out on the 14th we've got crackdown 3 which we've been waiting on that forever it's coming out on the 15th um for manny we've got batman arkham asylum and batman oh, arkham city Coming out on the twenty first, bro. I have uh, Arkham month. City still in the plastic, bro. Nice, nice. Yeah, I bought it's it on a sale. Still. It's still. I, I didn't even download it. It's just bought and it's just sitting in my wait to install. I bought it. <laughs> I, I bought it. it backlog. I bought. <laughs> I bought Batman Arkham City at launch. Uh, still in the freaking plastic. I never opened it. Good God, uh, I feel so uh, terrible. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> No, 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 and that's what we got. <laughs> Obviously, the games of gold are. Uh, you heard me talking about Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Go ahead and play it and try it out. Uh, even if you not, if you if you haven't uh, had a taste for like retro games, or anything, give it a shot. It's free. Why not? And then you got uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue, which uh, you know another another Assassin's Creed game to make it into the games of gold. Word. Now, nothing uh, backwards compatibility this week. Uh, no, no, no real games. Now next week, got a lot of new stuff coming out, but. Oh baby, well we'll we'll, we'll talk oh, about baby. that now. <laughs> yeah, Alrighty, so uh, so let me let me say that we we've uh, we've had some some comments, you know, uh, and and we really appreciate all the comments that that you give, whether it be in on the website, right, uh, in our Discord, which is which is cool, uh, and of course on uh, uh, iTunes, we have some. Um, 
some uh, some 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 conversation uh, regarding like the types of, of stuff that we that we cover. I think the news is is pretty is pretty uh, gaming in general, right? There's no no real platform, but our our, our uh, familiarity primarily is definitely on on the Xbox. But as we move forward, I, I know that we talked about this. We want to to slowly expand our comfort to to different platforms you know what i'm saying uh but on the, as far as the deals go if you want us to to cover specific things and or in the news if there's something you want us to to look at let us know go into that discord the hardcorecasuals.com/discord um leave comments on the on the website the hardcorecasuals.com and we will definitely like all that information, all that feedback, is critical uh, for us in, in trying to just make the best the best podcast that we possibly can to, to to give you what it is you want, you know what what the types of things that you want to hear or the deals or what or what have you that that you're interested in, you know. So uh, so yeah, thank you so much for all your feedback. Uh, thank you so much for 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 listening. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. I that that's uh, that's all I got. TheHardcoreCasuals.com. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Join the Discord. Um, you know, become uh, part of the community. It's growing bit by bit, and I'm proud of it. And I guess, I guess that's a podcast. That's Is a that? podcast. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Oh baby. Yeah baby. <laughs> Alrighty, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Exactory, Bye. Exactory, <laughs> Amos.